0: Mm. Come on! Here we go! Mm. Yo, guys, check it out. Guess what happened to me? Another crazy story? Come on, you see. I was hanging at the court, just playing some bar, working on my game. Yeah, we heard it all. I heard the fans screaming. I thought it was for me. But then I and saw
1: a shadow. We'll back.
2: This
1: Why? is what Dump is on the Ump. Season 5, Week 19. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Tuning in from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going?
2: Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you from central Vermont. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, and I have a hot take, actually, since this is going to be a basketball episode. And I have a hot take. Related to basketball, and I get to have one because I hate basketball so much. I feel like Seth Curry has to be, like, the saddest younger brother in the all history of, like, younger brothers. <laughs> you guys that?
0: Have- yeah. No, I think you're <laughs> onto something there for sure, because um, as listeners probably know, his older brother is... Steph Curry, who is a one-time NBA All-Star winner, or uh, MVP. MVP, yeah.
1: Uh, No, I think he got back-to-back. I think he's a
0: two-time MVP. And he's also going to his fifth consecutive um, finals finals after beating his brother who plays for the Trailblazers. What's up, everyone? This is Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston. I got no hot take. I still hate the NBA, but we're going to spend this whole D-block talking about that. Uh, Buckle up.
1: Uh, My name is Joel. I'm tuning in from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, Thanks everybody who has been listening to us from coast to coast. If you're listening to us on Apple, iTunes, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, okay, so it's Tuesday. Last night Portland Trailblazers up 15 points in the second half. Again, blow the lead to the Golden State Warriors again. Lose at home in overtime and uh, get swept out of the Western Conference Finals. Now, very disappointing. You all know I'm a Trailblazers fan. Maren was on the show. She's a Trailblazers fan. They were the first team I ever rooted for. And guys, yo, Eli, well, Eli, you're only really heartbroken because you haven't been a Blazers fan long enough.
0: Well, that's true. I am a Boston fan through and through, and uh, felt incredibly heartbroken after the Celtics got beat by the stupid Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. Um, so quickly went to jump on the Trailblazers bandwagon, only to have my heart crushed immediately again. Because, as a Boston fan, we're not so accustomed to losing very often. so um it's been kind of devastating to have these types of blows back to back. Now, I'm jumping on the Toronto Raptors bandwagon, who, of course, are now it's Tuesday, and they're down two to one against Milwaukee, um, which is I'm watching that game right now, and the bucks are off to a quick start, so you knows? Yeah. You need to stop
1: jumping on bandwagons, man. You're pushing all these teams. No, but my my take is that... The point of
2: jumping on a bandwagon... The point of jumping on a bandwagon is to, like, jump on the bandwagon of a team that's good.
1: Because
2: then you get to, like, ride the coattails of success. You know, you stop jumping on the bandwagon of these teams that are, like, obviously gonna lose.
0: Well, here's the problem with that, Sam, is because... I don't want Golden State to win because they're just proving the point that I've been trying to fight for years, which is that the, the stupid NBA is not just this predetermined show that happens for six months of the year before the playoffs start for six months of the year, and then we get to watch Golden State win again. Right. <laughs> and, no, no. no, that is. And
2: That's they're
0: proving is. me wrong over and over again. So what am I left with? I don't want to root for the Milwaukee Bucks because they just beat my team, the Celtics. And so I root for the, the Trailblazers. And then the Trailblazers get demolished. So then who am I left with? Milwaukee or the Raptors? So here I am with the Raptors. Yeah. have another heartbroken series. And then what am I going to do? Not watch the finals. Maybe. Not watch the finals. The Raptors
2: are cool, feel, too. This is, this is really great for me. I, I feel kind of like the Emperor from Star Wars and you're like Darth Vader, young Darth Vader. And I'm like, yes, embrace the dark side. The NBA is so terrible. And you're like, everything's letting me down. And I'm like, yes, it's all horrible and everything is terrible.
1: Yeah, you make the hate. (laughs) Uh, Eli is the Anakin Skywalker of Jump on the Ump. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and you're just, you're, like, trying to get me to embrace all of the hate to the NBA. Ah, oh, man, chop off my hand now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, okay, this is the first time that the Portland Blazers were in the conference finals since the year 2000. I was 16 years old in the year 2000. That year, they went to the Western Conference Finals. They took the L.A. Lakers to seven games. And you know what? That game seven was at L.A., and the Portland Trailblazers Blazers had a double-digit lead in the second half that they blew to Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers. Do you remember they show the clip all the time of Kobe Bryant throwing that alley-oop to Shaq, and Shaq dunks it, and then, like, gets a big smile on his face and points two fingers up, like two number ones. Yep. And all the highlights. Yeah, that's against the Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, only a fan of the losing team would ever notice that. <laughs> Do you know that that other clip of Michael Jordan doing the shrug? Yep.
1: Yeah, okay, you know who they play playing against in that game? Let me guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Game six of the NBA Finals. Trailblazers had a double-digit lead in that game at Chicago. Uh, they were about to force a game seven. Jordan uh, never was a
0: game.
2: Yeah? Joe, I feel like you're primed for some Darth Vader, actually. <laughs> oh. what this sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> embrace the embrace hate. The, <laughs> embrace the hate, bro.
1: Um, in, in that game seven, I was 16 years old. My grandmother, she was 78 years old at the time. She lived in L.A. Called me up. The Indiana Pacers had already won the Eastern Conference, so whoever won the West was going to be a very, very heavy favorite to win the NBA Finals against the Indiana Pacers. That was the Reggie Miller Pacers. Uh, my grandma calls me up with the Blazers up about 15 in the third quarter. She calls me up. If the Portland Trail Blazers win this game, I will buy you tickets to the NBA Finals. <laughs> Just Damn. fucking jinxed it. She knew it was gonna jinx it.
0: Wow, your grandma's cold, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is,
0: that's like cold that's cold-ass shit right there.
1: <laughs> and that was the first of the Shaq Kobe uh uh championships. That was the first of their uh uh three Pete. They won three years in a row. Is so she- no,
0: is she still around to come on the
1: pod? No, she's not. She, oh, she uh, not. passed away. R.I.P. Well, R.I.P. She also was a hard... She was a, a mean gambler, too. She would, We would play, like, nickel poker with Grandma and Grandpa's kids. They would take <laughs> all our money. All our nickels. Yeah. She was very cool. So all I'm saying is that this is right in, in line with the history of Portland Trailblazers basketball.
0: Wait, and, I got a quick question, Joel. Yeah. Do you think maybe she had put down a bunch of money on the Trailblazers and that she was gonna pay she would have made a bunch of money had they win to be able to oh, buy tickets?
1: No, she was she would she was gonna bet on the Lakers the whole time. <laughs> she was a huge she was a huge Phil Jackson fan. Who did she really dislike? Oh no she was a big college football fan. Here's the, the funny aside. The, who was, Charlie Weiss, do you know who Charlie
0: Weiss is? The offensive coordinator for the Patriots?
1: Is he now? He used to be the head coach for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish from, like, 2006 to 2008 or something like that. Yeah,
0: and then he went to the Patriots, and he hasn't hasn't coached for quite a long time, but he comes on to all the sports shows here. Okay,
1: really? How long has he been the coordinator for the Patriots? That's
0: interesting. He was, he won it with them in, um... God, it's so hard to keep track of all their victories. Ah. years back. <laughs> he hasn't been an offensive coordinator for a long time, but he, he comes on all of the local sports shows to talk about strategy and what they got going on. So he lives around here.
1: Anyway, I would watch college football with my grandma, and every time we would watch Notre Dame, she would just say, that man is so fat. Like, that's all she had to say about Charlie Wise was that he was like really, really fat. So I was like, yeah, grandma, she is really fat. Uh, okay, back to basketball. So, I saw a, a thing today. In terms of minutes, the Portland Trailblazers had the lead for more minutes than the Golden State Warriors did in that four game series. We only need to have the
2: lead at the end of the game.
1: That's all that matters. You just—they never yeah. had the lead at the end of the game. And every time though, it did feel inevitable, which is what Golden State does to you, right? Eventually, they're going to hit their shots, and you're not going to hit your shots. And that's how they win. That's hashtag strength and numbers. So I ain't even that mad, but uh, it is very sad.
0: Uh, sorry, Charlie Weiss is the offensive coordinator for three Super Bowl victories with the Patriots. Um, 36, 38, and 39.
1: So, I think I've mentioned this before. First of all, you're a Boston Sports fan, so you got nothing really to complain about. But growing up, you guys didn't have this, like wealth of riches, right? Yeah. Right? The Red Sox were closed. The Patriots sucked until what? 2001. 2001. Right? Bledsoe was their guy. And you grew up kind of in the, the mediocrity of the Boston Celtics. It was post- yep. Larry Bird, pre-Kevin Garnett.
0: Yep. Yeah. I like to think of it as the um uh... Truth error actually not the Kevin Garnett error.
1: Only Boston fans think of it that way. I wonder why if you outside <laughs> Boston, it's Ke- it's the Kevin Garnett team. But if you're from Boston, it's the Paul Pierce team.
0: Well, that's because Paul Pierce was a, a part of the pre. You know, he played. He was with the Celtics the whole his whole career, basically. Right. But also, he was with the Celtics for a long time before they Garnett and Ray Allen came on board, and he was sort of our franchise player. And then he—he he was
2: also the captain of those teams.
0: Like he was he the
2: Kevin Garnett wasn't the captain of those oh. teams.
0: And he also Paul Pierce was. He, Paul Pierce also took less money so that those guys could come onto the team. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. And that, like at the time, that did so much for Celtics fans because then it was just the, the you know the original big three really, um, and they were so much fun to watch. Yeah, that was a good team. I was, They should have won two
1: championships. Yeah. that It was unfortunate. I mean, that one championship was great. I remember watching that series. Yeah. That was a great series. Um, But they should have won at least one more, maybe two more. What yeah. happened to them? They lost to the Orlando Magic the next year, didn't they? they, they no. It was the Lakers in seven. And then they lost to the... Ma- Who'd they lose to? Because the Lakers went three years in a row with just Kobe. They lost to the Celtics, and then they beat the Orlando Magic. And then they beat the Celtics. 2009 was Lakers the
0: Magic, and that was the,
1: um... Oh, who's the guy that nobody likes?
0: The in six games. Oh, no, that was when the Celtics won, sorry.
1: Yeah, the Celtics... Celtics won in seven, I thought. Did they win in six?
0: They won in six. In 2008. And in
1: 2009, the Lakers beat the Orlando Magic. And in 2010, the Lakers beat the Celtics. No. No?
0: Sorry. I... Um, no, in 2008, the Celtics beat the Lakers. That's... And then the next year, in 2009, the Lakers beat the Celtics.
1: And then in 2010, the Lakers beat the Magic. I'm not sure. Kane just pushed.
2: Oh my God! Who cares?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all right, so Raptors Bucks. Uh, what's the score right now, Eli? It's tied 24-24. Okay, game four in Toronto. Yes. I think. I mean, the Warriors are gonna beat. Both of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Shut trying, to, up, Here I'm trying to think of ways to like be like, okay, you've got like Atacampo. Nobody on Golden State can really guard him except for Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala. If Iguodala comes back, and then if they need to, they can throw Durant at at Gian. Like the Warriors are a very, very, very good basketball team. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, I know.
1: This has been hot takes by Joel. The Warriors are good. <laughs> but,
2: okay. It's like so, a cold-ass take.
1: Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. You know, I think that actually Milwaukee probably matches up against the Golden State better than the Raptors do. Um, just because, like Golden State, the whole offense of the – milwaukee bucks is like give it to Giannis to go to the hoop or shoot really deep threes and because if they can if they're on if they're on from their perimeter shooting they can really run up the score really quickly which is kind of the same strategy of the golden state warriors yeah with steph curry and um thompson or tom
1: yeah Clay yeah. thompson yeah
0: um the only difference between the two teams is that Golden State is a whole lot better at it than the Milwaukee Bucks are. Right. So even then, like they match up well, but even then Golden State will just really overpower them.
1: That, that's my big criticism of the NBA right now. And, and that is everybody is trying to copy the Golden State Warriors. And you can't be as good as the Golden State Warriors because you don't have the same personnel. The Houston Rockets are really, really good basketball team, but they they can't replicate what Golden State's doing. Same with Portland and Toronto and Milwaukee and San Antonio. I want I want somebody to go, No, 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 fuck this. We're gonna try a different strategy. You know, we're gonna I, I don't know what it is. The problem is that a three point shot is worth fifty percent more than a two point shot. So if you're hitting twos at the same clip that the Warriors are hitting threes, you're going to lose. Like, there's no way you can win. Like, I want someone to be like, no, we're going to dump it into the post, and we're going to post their guys up, and we're going to bully them inside, and then on defense, we're just going to foul them or something. You know, like, the the problem is you can't guard Steph Curry. Because he'll just... Hit you put your hand in his face and he's gonna hit it from thirty-five feet out.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know this is a a baseball podcast ostensibly, Uh, so it is like a sabermetrics thing, right? It's like okay, let's look at this statistically. And statistically speaking, if you can take high percentage shots, i.e., right around the basket in the paint, or higher risk shots with greater return though that's where we should be focusing our offensive power and the problem for viewers is like well that gets kind of old if that's just the strategy for all the teams involved it's like okay but where are my freaking sweet drive fadeaways from 15 feet out or whatever yeah um that paul pierce was really famous for you know like just sort of getting to the top of the key and then fading away. You just don't see that shot as much anymore. And um, you see a lot of bricks from beyond the arc. Just right. like a lot of bricks.
1: <laughs> well, and my thing, you know, the Houston Rockets took that sabermetric strategy to the most extreme. but And all these teams are doing it, but none of them, you need to have the players. Right. Nobody has the players that the Golden State Warriors have. Yeah. Right. Maybe the Eastern Conference All Stars could compete with the Warriors in a seven-game series.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Here's my here's my hot take though. I don't know how much time we got. If I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm gonna make a pitch to Kawhi Leonard. Like, you put Kawhi Leonard on that team, because he's, he's a one-and-done in Toronto. They, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season.
0: Really? Everybody, they only got him for a year? Yep. Wow. Um, uh,
1: everybody thinks he's going to go to the Clippers, which would be interesting. But come to I, Boston! Come to Boston. <laughs> uh, again, I said this about Russell Westbrook after the Blazers eliminated the Thunder. The Blazers need a number one guy. I love Damian Willard. He's my favorite player in the NBA. They need some... He's a number two guy. He is the the second best player on the championship team. And if they got Kawhi on that team, they would immediately be able to compete with the Golden State Warriors. I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan. I think he might be the most talented player in the NBA. He's fun to watch.
2: I, uh, yeah. I was reading something today about the uh, uh, Rip City in that your owner just died this year, right?
1: He died a couple of years ago, I thought. Two or three years ago.
2: Uh-huh. He died this year, and his sister, who is the uh, sole uh, heir to his estate, doesn't give a shit about basketball. And they uh-huh. need um, like... It was all about how Damian Lillard, it's like the Trailblazers could go one of two directions, and the one direction is making Damian Lillard the highest-paid basketball player of all time. Like, he's in a place yeah. to do that. The other direction is they're going to cut payroll and sell the team. Oh. So <laughs> there's like a real, there's a real uh, kind of influx situation about like, this offseason is going to be really telling for yeah. you guys.
1: Paul Allen died October 2018, so you're right. Um, boy, I uh-huh. hope I hope they sign Damian Lillard. I think Portland is a, a small-market team. They're the only game in town. They've got a rabid, fanatical fan base that is, you know, a bunch... Well, except they've got the fucking... Soccer team now. God damn I hate soccer. Uh, but like, oh god, Portland you mean like, long basketball? God, they love the timbers They won a championship, so now it's not a championship starved city because we fucking won a soccer we I'm not from Portland. I'm from Oregon, but Yeah. It is, anyway. it is a
2: championship starved city. Yeah, exactly. So- soccer doesn't count.
1: Soccer doesn't count, but they all those hipsters love soccer with their beards and their flannel. Um,
2: right, they're like drinking craft beers and it, like rooting for a tie.
1: Exactly, that's the most pointless thing ever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, shout out to Marin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that... Uh, I I don't know. I hope that I, I feel like it's a profitable. I don't know. I imagine it's a profitable enterprise. Unlike like the Sacramento Kings. Who gives a shit about the Sacramento Kings? Uh. So I would sign Damian Lillard. I would re-sign C.J. McCollum, and I'd go. You need to go after another big gun, Kawhi Leonard. Uh. Uh. I don't know who else. Kevin Durant. He's not going to come to Portland. Tyree. I don't know,
2: maybe he's like maybe really into coffee, you know what I mean? Guy just fucking loves good coffee. And maybe hey. he's gonna move to Portland for the cafe culture, you know? The <laughs> you
1: know, the funny thing about Portland is no sure. mustache. He can't go. <laughs> um, he like
2: rolls up to rolls up to the stadium on his six gear bicycle with his messenger bag on.
1: I could see him doing that. That would actually be a very Kevin Durant thing to do. Yeah. The thing about Portland, and I don't know, the NBA has a lot of these small market cities that are very, very white. Like Portland is one of the whitest cities in America, and it's really hard. Like black NBA players have talked about, like, yeah, Portland's cool, but there's no place for us to hang out and do things. And I really wonder about that with the NBA. You've got franchises in Portland and Salt Lake City and Oklahoma City. And then to a lesser extent, uh, Sacramento and San Antonio. These funky one-team towns in the West that the NBA is like, yep, we're going to put a franchise right here. Salt Lake City. Fighting Mormons. Okay, now I'm getting all mad. How come you're not still mad, you? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, it's so raw right now that of course it's how I feel. But come next November, I'll be like, oh man, I really like the way the Celtics
1: are <laughs> <up> this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not mad, man, because. Like, the Boston Bruins exist.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to save that for the C-Block, but they're just, like, <laughs> so good that they've just been waiting for, like, a, ye- a week. It Nobody like else is here. So thinks they out. Patriots
1: are in the offseason. Red Sox are not doing very good right now. This Everybody, okay. let's watch the Boston Bruins.
0: <laughs> well, we've got options. Unlike Portland, where it's, like, cut either, like, coffee or the trailblazers.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh... There's really no break in the action in Boston sports. And for that, I am grateful. No.
1: Nope. Oh, the Portlanders are just going to go outside and enjoy their beautiful weather and climb mountains and kayak down waterfalls or something dumb shit like that. Shout out to Portland. <laughs> yeah. They're to order Nitro over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> Golden State Warriors, they're the evil empire of the uh, of the uh, NBA. Inevitability comes. Although, you know, I still like that Durant's not playing and the Warriors are like, no, we're really, really good without Kevin Durant. And Draymond Green right. is playing for that contract.
2: And Curry stepped it up too. Yeah. But that's the good thing also about the Warriors is like they kind of understand the LeBron James like factor, which is yeah, there can only be there's only one best player on the team, and everybody else has to facilitate that. Yes. And <clears throat> when KD's there, he's the guy, and Steph Curry understands that. Yeah. But when he's out there, then Steph Curry's like, well, I'm also capable of doing this.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: I, I now I'm the guy, and everybody else understands that. You
1: know? Yeah, and the question is, does the system actually work better flowing through Steph Curry instead of flowing through Kevin Durant?
2: Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Again, we'll always have the 2016 NBA Finals.
2: Again, it doesn't matter.
1: Again,
2: <laughs> <doesn't matter>. Right. <laughs>
1: Screw you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, For Sam and Eli, my name is Joel. Be sure to check us out on all your social media platforms. Like us on everything. Just like us. (laughs) Rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Check us out. On soundcloud.com slash umpinhemp. And, um, um, and hemp. Also, check us out on Instagram. Sam has been liking everything that has to do with the Boston Red Sox. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump and find our Facebook page. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much. Uh, for Sam and Eli, this is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. And it
2: goes,
0: and it goes, and it goes for the song like Another crazy story? Come on, AC. I was hanging at the court, just playing some bar, working on my game. Yeah, we heard it all. I heard the fans screaming. I thought it was for me. But then I saw a shadow. It was, it was 12
2: foot three. three. It was Shaquille O'Neal. What? What
0: did he say?